Before we get started with today's show, we have moved our live stream, everybody. We are now over on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com forward slash x1bros and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is where all of our live streams will be for now on. Make sure you hit that notification tab because you'll be notified when we go live. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash x1bros or you go to x1bros.com forward slash live whenever we're live and you'll be able to see us there as well. And now to the show. Welcome, everybody, back to another show. We are the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox One community. This is podcast number 317. As always, I am joined by the bros, the X1 Bros. First, it's Mr. McSpicy. Hello. Second, Jordan the Man is not here, but we've got a feeling he is the one and only TIE Fighter. Hey, what's going TIE on? TIE Fighter, welcome to the show. And last but not least, I am X1. Welcome, guys. This was a big week. We're going to just start right off the bat with the big news, the elephant in the room, Mixer. Mixer is dead. Goodbye. Mixer has... Well, it's it's, it's dying. dying. It's dying a really quick It death. has been stabbed in the it heart. It has been stabbed yeah, in the heart. It hasn't died yet, but <laughs> it's, it's inevitable. Yeah, so let's go to TIE, tie Fighter. Uh, for those that maybe don't know the news uh, or were gone on vacation or have just disconnected, uh, why don't you catch them up on, on what the new all the news surrounding Mixer this week? So we officially got word through a Twitter announcement on Monday morning-ish. That as of July 20th, 22nd, 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 uh, Mixer will no longer be working. So Mixer is Mixer's being shut down and all of the partners and streams are being migrated over to Facebook gaming, Facebook, really Facebook gaming. So that was kind of an interesting choice. And I'm sure we can dive deep into the implications of Facebook plus Microsoft. Uh, but all the partners were given an offer to move their partnership over to Facebook gaming. It seems as if many partners are not taking that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, we'll talk about that, too. But uh, basically, yeah, Mixer is shutting down. If you have uh, spare embers, make sure you go to your favorite streamers channel and spend them now. Uh, they are worth twice as much as they were before for you know the remainder of Mixer's time. Yeah. Uh, same with Sparks. They're also helping out a ton more. So if you have any of that currency, now is the time because none of it is going to transfer over to Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. So this kind of, I mean, it didn't really come as a shock. Anybody who was paying attention to the numbers, the numbers just were not there for Mixer. They haven't been no. there for a while. <laughs> while everyone was growing by 200, 300% over uh, this quarantine period, Mixer was growing by 1%. 0.2%. Right? 0.2%. 0.2% year over year. Uh, ju just nothing. Uh, Microsoft did sign a deal with Facebook's. It seemed like Facebook in some way purchased Microsoft or something. Where, uh, after July 22nd, all the Mixer URLs will direct to Facebook Gaming. Okay. So there is something there with that. Uh, let's let's start with the Facebook deal from a streaming standpoint. Okay. McSpicy. Yo, uh, what do you think about Facebook gaming as a streaming platform? A lot of streamers are choosing not to go there. It seems seems like a lot are going to Twitch. 
A few are going to YouTube. We've we've decided to go to YouTube uh, as a result. So everybody, if, if you've not heard the news yet, you heard at the beginning of the show, come join us, youtube.com forward slash x1bros. We believe it's, it's the best place for the community. It's the best place for the podcast uh, for us. Um, TIE Fighter actually has gone to Twitch mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. Um, and that seems to be majority Twitch, a couple YouTube, but almost nobody's going to Facebook. Spicy, give me your analysis. Uh, okay, the, the, the polite way <laughs> that I'm going to say this is when, I mean, we, we initially looked at it, right? Uh, when we get the, when, when you get a huge change uh, coming where your streaming platform is going away, that's a shock. So we obviously we're going to look everywhere, right? Um, the polite way to say that, uh, say something about Facebook is it's rough around the edges. Like is. They're, they're, that is so nice. <laughs> yeah. It's rough around the edges. That's the nice way to put it. Um, I actually, I'm a big time streamer watcher, uh, and I have been watching streaming since Justin TV days. Right. So years and years and years. And, um, I have seen once Ninja moved to Mixer, um, and then you started to see a whole bunch of moves taking place. Uh, you had Shroud go to go to Mixer. You had Courage, who's a Fortnite streamer, go to YouTube. You had um, some Hearthstone streamers that I really like. Um, they went to Facebook. Um, uh, for example, Dis- Disguised Toast. I really enjoy him sure, as a streamer. Yeah. He actually went to Facebook gaming, right? So, or I mean, Facebook uh, streaming. Um, so I I I wanted to give it a chance. Um, and there was a lot of missing variables that I think is pretty important to have as a streaming platform. So as a as a uh, full-time stream watcher, what is the first thing that you found was missing uh, on Facebook yeah. from a viewing perspective? Let's, let's, let's get to that. How am, I, how am I supposed to find who I want to watch? That's yeah. really important. I actually, uh, I was a big-time Disguised Coast watcher. I think he was an excellent streamer, one of the better Hearthstone streamers, and I, I really enjoy that game. And I hadn't heard from him in years. <laughs> I, th- I th- actually... <laughs> ah, it's gone. He's at a, <laughs> poof, <laughs> poof, he's gone. Anyways, when I went to go um, look for him, because this is, you know, this is a big deal, um, I saw his... Ch- I went... Obviously, he's being promoted just like Ninja was being promoted yep. on Mixer. He's he's always has a thumbnail, basically, uh, on Mixer, just to say, you know, they have the big name. Um, he wasn't streaming live, but his, his logo was there. But I could not find live streams easily. Okay. It was very difficult to... Some were live. Like, on the when I would go to Facebook gaming... I'm calling it Facebook streaming... I could not, there was like three live logos, but I had to keep scrolling down to try to find live people. Right, so so Facebook catalogs everything that you put onto their website. So every live stream that you do is automatically turned into a VOD, and that is what is posted as like the main feature of your content until you go live next time. Uh, but what they failed to do is, is if when I go offline, uh, now if you go looking for me on Facebook, you may find a TIE Fighter video front and center because you know say you search for tie fighter all the time because of course you do yeah uh but (laughs) nice plug they don't make it very clear that what you are clicking on is not a live stream but in fact a recording of my live stream from previously and as a viewer i i agree with you it's very difficult to know 
uh, if what you are consuming is live or is a is a recording, which is actually really important with streaming, yeah, because the the greatest thing about streaming is the live interaction. You can sit there and chat and manipulate what you're watching, absolutely, by saying, "Hey, uh, did you watch this movie?" And then the person would start talking about that movie or whatever. You know, it's a very intimate connection with with the entertainer that's on the content creator that's on the stream, right? So it's to not have that. That's a that's a big deal. There were a lot of other missing variables. Um, I feel as though Facebook, I think, has a chance, but they need to to get fill those gaps. Yeah. Um, and if those gaps were filled, if those gaps were full, maybe a lot more streamers would have moved over there instead of going to Twitch or like us instead of going to YouTube. Sure. Because I mean, being an instant partner is a big deal. It's difficult. It takes a lot of time to become a partnered streamer. It's work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. A lot of people don't realize how much work it is. Uh, I at Ninja, a big, big, big streamer streamed seven years, basically almost to himself right. until he was able to get that, uh, get that, injection with with the games he started playing to become what he is today right yeah. so it's to to have those missing gaps at this point in time made it really challenging to move over uh for us anyways so yeah um did that answer your question no, that, i actually totally forgot what you asked no me. that's great just analysis <laughs> on on facebook gaming um as a viewer it's difficult so as a streamer it's complicated the, uh, uh, can i mention one more thing ahead, that makes it complicated as a streamer um Facebook is interesting in the fact that you can be an admin over many pages. Uh, like for me, I have lots and lots of pages that I help Absolutely. Uh, other companies with. Um, and so you, when you stream, it's very complicated. It could be a lot easier, but it's very complicated not to accidentally stream under the the grocery store that you're helping or sure. another account that you are an yeah. admin on you can, I've actually when we were multi-streaming on this channel we we used to multi-stream we used to stream to Mixer, Twitch, Facebook and YouTube Facebook, yeah we did we streamed all those I streamed to my personal account <laughs> so many times yeah. on accident and I'd have people that I haven't seen in 20 years go Mark, what's this? <laughs> what's going on? Well, here, here is and something. Just off of that, TIE Fighter, uh, talk a little bit about uh, Facebook's weaknesses from a viewer standpoint as far as you had mentioned this yesterday when we were talking using a lot of people have their real name as their right Facebook so name. if you uh if you so i'm gonna yeah let's talk strictly from a viewer perspective when you go into chat you are very much you it is your name it's not a it's not a screen name that you make up for twitch you don't have an avatar it is your facebook account yeah and technically there there is a way to get around that you can treat yourself like you like you are going to be streaming and that you can make a gamer page uh and then you can start interacting with chat on behalf of that page yeah uh, so like I could go into chat and it would it would have my my personal Facebook there as the standard, but then you can like click a button up in the top right corner, this little tiny picture, and that'll drop down. Okay, do you want to be Tyler or do you want to be Tie Fighter? Your page today? admin, yeah. and you have to and, and it you have to toggle that every time you go into chat because the default is always your personal Facebook profile. Facebook account. That's why I, w I would accidentally stream uh, our stream yeah. on my personal page because right. yeah. it was, yeah. It's but especially in gaming, think your gamer tag is your identity. Absolutely. And so you lose a little bit of identity there, but then just from a safety standpoint, how many people are going to right. be open and honest or just have fun in chat 
if their personal profile so, is accessible by every, to uh, everybody. We actually got a little bit of a spiel from Facebook Gaming as partners. It, you know, They were kind of pitching the idea of moving over to Facebook. And one of the things that they said that they had been collecting data on was toxicity in chat. And were people more or less toxic when real names were used in chat? And according to the data that they found, that when people were interacting with each other in the chat for a specific stream, generally people were more civil because their, their reputation name. was yeah, on the line, absolutely. right? They weren't hiding behind anonymity and so in that respect it could be good but then on the other side there are people out there who are bad and wrongdoers and uh you are putting your real name out there and potentially people would be able to find your face yeah some people just want to watch the world burn. they just want to this watch is them. not about this the is money. true it's not about the money and half <laughs> so before we jump i i do also want to have the discussion if you are someone interested in streaming if you have been streaming and you have been streaming on mixer where should you go I think it's safe to say the three of us uh, would say probably not Facebook, although we'll go over that. But before we do, I want to talk about the business side of this. Okay. Because there's two aspects. There's Phil Spencer talked about the streaming aspect, which it seems like Microsoft just wanted out of the streaming game. Like we're, we're completely out. Uh, and then he went on to talk about, you know, if you read any article, it's always towards the bottom of the article, but using Facebook and the partnership with Facebook for xCloud and their xCloud program and being able to just like similar to what Google's advertising with Google Stadia, hit a button, play, bring up a game that a streamer is using, or uh, maybe you see it on on like the X One Bros page there or whatever. Boom, and instant have access, have instant access to that game streaming over the cloud. Right. That seems like a big business move that's kind of going under the radar a little bit with the news that Mixer is. is, it, is to me, it seems like, and they haven't announced it yet. We don't know if this is real, but like it could potentially be very much what Stadia had uh, advertised with YouTube. Right, because both of those are integrations as a part of Google, and when they announced Stadia as a part of their big Stadia Live event last year, I remember you remember they showed off the concept of a streamer playing a game, and then you as a viewer could say, "Cool, he's playing Call of Duty on Stadia. I also own Call of Duty on Stadia," and you could click the button, and you are instantly a part of mm -hmm. their ecosystem. And I think there is a, an eventuality where uh, Xbox uh, yeah. Game Pass or Xbox uh, X Cloud those integrate with Facebook in such a way where people can connect and then stream through the cloud and play wherever there is Facebook, which is cool. Absolutely. And Microsoft has talked about um, wanting to get Game Pass and the Xbox, their video games, in the hands of a billion people. I mean, Facebook is the largest social media. I mean, everybody has a Facebook, at least. So this seems like a, a good step in that direction. Uh, Spicy, what do you think of that as far as that part of, of the transaction? Microsoft partnering with Facebook for this you know, future xCloud project. That, that might be coming down the pike. Like the partnership between two billion dollar companies? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, what could go wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it could either be really good or the start of Skynet. So, I don't know. Um, so, what the question is, what do I think yeah, about Yeah, just your them? thoughts yeah, yeah, on that. I actually didn't really think too much about it. Uh, yeah, it's it's not thinking, the main story that's been out, really. Yeah. It's, it's But it's something that Phil Spencer did talk about in in the press release um I, I mean i i actually am a i'm a big fan of microsoft i'm I, i'm a big fan of anything that i like and sure. oh, yes. microsoft makes xboxes for me they actually do a lot of software for me on pcs and i really like pc building i really like uh software i mean uh that's how i make a living is i use computers to make content and everything like that and design and make movies and all this stuff. Um, I like Microsoft as a company. I 
I, I don't know if I'm going to be controversial on this one. I'm going to be Jordan. I'm okay. going to say something controversial. <laughs> okay, go you ready for this? I am not a fan of Facebook. Okay. I wow. I do wow. not like it at all. I think it it's, is bad. I think wow. Facebook is some of the most poorly written software and most invasive and lack of uh, content creators art. Um, a lot of things I dislike about Facebook. There's a lot of good things about Facebook, uh, maintaining friendships that otherwise wouldn't be well, maintained. Everyone's right? there. Yeah. Everyone's there. Um, so I have, I have Bruce Wayne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're, they're teaming up with, with the Joker, you know, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Batman and Joker are getting together. A lot of good can come of that. A lot of bad maybe. I don't know. So yeah. it's too early to call. And I, I don't mean to be controversial in the fact that I'm saying that I don't like a company. And maybe someday they'll buy us and then I'm screwed because, yeah. you know, this will be a VOD somewhere. But, no, I really don't like Facebook at all. I've never liked it. Um, I There's a lot of there's a lot of problems, I think, with it. And I am I, – and you got to understand, I'm coming from a person that's very um, not a social media kind of guy sure. in the first place. Sure. Uh, if it wasn't for you or Jordan or or the stuff guy Jim, I don't think we would ever post anything on any <laughs> on any medium ever. Um, but so keep that in mind that that's my perspective. I'm a very private person, and I feel as though Facebook is very invasive in a lot of things. But that that said, to answer your question, I think there is a lot of potential with that partnership. Sure, absolutely. For a lot of good and a lot of greatness in gaming. That, but that's my that's how I feel. Yeah. So think about this. Uh, let's pretend uh, that you know, similar to Google Stadia, it becomes a reality that you can just press, "Hey, I want to play this game." Boom, and you can bring it up and play it. Facebook is Instagram as well. Yeah. Can you imagine? True, yeah. Can you imagine just here's you could even just do an ad. You know, you get your Instagram ads or or a live stream on Instagram and stories, and just being able to bloop. Play I mean, game it's, right there from it's, your phone. it's true that we have seen people who have excelled really well on Facebook gaming. Yeah. There are a couple of creators that are on there that are doing outstandingly well. Uh, my worry is that a lot of those creators are doing well because they have pre-existing partnerships with Facebook and contracts that exist that allow them to promote in a, in a wide number sense. of places yeah. that a normal person would have to pay to promote. So they're, you know, they get X number of dollars per month worth of promotion to automatically appear on people's feeds or uh, ads on their Instagram story timeline or whatever. Uh, and so to say that if you're a creator and you're coming to Facebook, you know, this, this is what it could, you know, this is what could happen to you. You could be as successful as these, as these people, but you may not have access to some of the promotion that some of our some of the biggest creators on that platform have. Yeah, I would I would also argue though that that's probably the case with Twitch as well, um, and Mixer as well. I think uh, to a lesser extent, but I agree I agree with you one hundred percent that. I mean, there's a lot of tools to the big boys that are available to them that aren't available to sure. the, the little guys, right? So, but I agree one hundred percent that uh, Facebook has that. On crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's jump into this question. There, we have a lot of members of the community, a lot of people out there that were aspiring streamers that were streaming straight straight to Mixer from their Xbox. Sure. Where where should they go now? Let's just do a comparison. Let's talk about the streamer that should go to Facebook. We, we've been talking about Facebook. Who should consider streaming to Facebook? Uh, 
Man, yeah. answer that one. This is, okay, this one's going to Tie Fighter. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I've got an answer for this. I've got an answer for this. This one. is this has been a question that uh, we've been talking about pretty much since we heard yeah. that Mixer was integrating into Facebook. Is like, okay, who is who is Facebook for right now? Who are who are people streaming to on Facebook? Uh, I saw a comment in the chat and I missed who it was from, but it, the the gist of it was Facebook is for boomers. And the it truth the truth of it is is that the age of Facebook is increasing. The, you know, the average age of the Facebook user is much higher than it was ten years ago. Our parents and are there. That's right. And active using it that's that's exactly right yeah. and the youngest generation generation z and below they have no desire to use that platform because it is the old people platform and so if you yeah. are if you are going to be making content on facebook you need to make sure that your content is catering to the people that are using it most which are now older people and so are those you know is that the generation that is going to support live stream gaming content i'm not sure and so maybe maybe if you are a content creator that makes live stream videos that caters to you know the greatest generation or even older the people who are on facebook more than any other generation right now that may be the best way to be successful yeah at the same time i'm, I'm gonna tap onto that I've, i think the viewership of live streams is much older than the viewership of video on demand like youtube i feel mm. like youtube is a younger audience okay. and twitch is an older audience okay does that make sense so and uh, maybe may, maybe i'm maybe i misunderstood what you're saying but F Facebook. I'm saying Facebook is the oldest audience. The, the yeah. oldest. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I and I, I think that's like my parents. <laughs> the oldest audience. <laughs> yeah. Like our parents are there. Our parents aren't on Twitch, right? Absolutely. Like that's the yeah. That's the thing. I I would argue that if you're if you're catering to an older audience, you should absolutely consider streaming on Facebook. I would also I would also say if you've if you've built up a following on Facebook, maybe you had a page and you are really active on that page and you uh, have got a few thousand followers there already, maybe tens of thousands of followers on there. I think that makes sense to, to give it a serious consideration as well, because all those people automatically, you know, become potential live viewers and followers. Sure. I think there. Chad is asking, uh, is Ty calling us old or are you calling them <laughs> snooty? Or yeah. All right, let's regular <laughs> Facebook users. I have other words I could use. Let's <laughs> let's discuss Twitch. Who should consider going to Twitch? Uh, let's start with Mr. McSpicy and then go TIE Fighter. Since TIE Fighter, you actually made the decision to go to Twitch. I did. It'd be interesting yeah. to get your perspective. But Spicy, let's start with you. Who should consider streaming on Twitch? Well, Twitch is the king of streaming. Of live streaming, they are the king. They 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 have issues. Just I mean, every platform is going to have issues. So keep that in mind. But um, as far as sheer numbership and potential at right now, maybe not potential because YouTube has a lot of potential. They that's their name is potential. Um, but as a feasible service for streaming, Twitch is a very good choice. The 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 fear i don't know if the fear the concern is getting lost in the noise 100 of twitch twitch is you have one percent dominating everything and then you have hundreds of thousands and, little you know yeah, and right. that one percent even it breaks down it's scalable downwards right so like that one percent overall and then one percent in each game that you're in you'll see one yeah. percent dominating the, the viewership yeah um, the nice, the nice thing about it is they, I mean, Twitch prime is such a good service for content creators because it's, if you have everybody, everybody uses Amazon, correct? Everybody does. And you really have instant access to a free $5 a month. If you push it pretty hard, right? Um, that is very, 
that that's very entertaining to th- consider. Very, uh, you want that. You know sure. what I mean? It's tangible. You you want that Twitch Prime money. Um, so that's that's something to consider to consider that it'll help you initially. Um, it's and keep in mind, streaming is cutthroat. It is it is any it's it's a very good. Uh, enjoyable thing to do, but it takes a lot of work, a lot of work. And because it is very desirable, you're going to have a lot of people going for it. And that's why you have, that's why it's potentially you're going to get lost in the noise a little bit. YouTube, I think is kind of at its infancy a little bit for game live streaming for game live streaming. Yeah, definitely not. So they're a monster on VOD. So who, who streaming on mixer should consider going to Twitch? Like what, what would be the situation? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it depends like, I can Twitch, take this one if you yeah, want. Yeah, Twitch is a great service, so yeah. go for it. So uh, we have already seen, even in the last you know seven days, uh, five days, I guess I should say, that there are some Mixer creators that have transferred over to Twitch that are killing it. They're doing great. We have, we've seen a large subgroup of some of the bigger partners from Mixer already get partner uh, accept you know uh, acceptances on Twitch because they have large pre-existing followings. And so because of that, they can mobilize those followings from Mixer to Twitch and then on their very first day, they're getting hundreds of viewers and thousands of followers, which puts them in the top, you know, half percent of content creators on Twitch. Because we know the vast majority of creators on Twitch have one to three uh, viewers at a time. Yeah. Which means if you can get 50, if you can get 100 or 200, like some of these people with big following. You're can, top 20%. Yeah. You're top 2%. Yeah. Yeah. And so automatic, if you have a pre-existing uh, f- you know, following on Mixer that will follow you wherever you go and continue to support you on uh, whatever platform you're making on, Twitch can be an automatic win for you because you're, you're automatically stepping ahead of the vast majority of people who are just getting started. Yeah, I think, I think that that is what it comes down to. If you have a built community somewhere uh, and you want to really succeed in streaming, Twitch is a fantastic place to go because you get a little bit of notoriety and it will just multiply because everybody that's wanting to watch live streams is on Twitch. Like their audience is giant. Twitch is the king. Um, well, that's where you so, go, yeah. right? Yeah. If I want to, if I want to see a game being live streamed, if I want to learn about a new title, yeah. that's you, you ask 10 people and nine of them are going to say, I'm going to go watch on Twitch. Yeah. Great, great analysis. Let's jump to YouTube. Who should consider going to YouTube uh, Tie Fighter, we'll start with you, and then we'll go mix spicy. I actually think my really good friends over at the X One Bros would do really well <laughs> yeah. at uh, YouTube. Hey, yeah, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Uh, no, but uh, so I think that YouTube is very dependent on content style. Uh, the X One Bros in general is actually a really good example of a group that would do well on YouTube because your content is much more evergreen than a live stream of what I'm playing today on Destiny, right? And so, since you are making evergreen content every time that you guys are live with this podcast, it's immediately being turned into a VOD, and that's where it's going to thrive on YouTube. And so engaging with the audience here and building the audience where your content is already thriving through uh, historical views, that's that's really going to drive content towards you guys yeah. really well. I'm very excited for YouTube, and I think it's 100% the right choice. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree 100% with what he said. Anything to add? Take away? Uh, no, I just think uh, there, there's some gaps, a little bit of the gaps as well. Um, yesterday I did a live stream to test things out and... Um, there are missing features that I think is important for live streams, such as like gifting subs, for example. Sure. That's that's huge. Uh, they are joins. Oh, and joins. <laughs> I gotta get used to that. Yeah. That's right. It's called memberships at YouTube. <laughs> Membership. They already they've had subscriptions forever. Um, and I gotta get used to saying 
better hit that bell. <laughs> yeah. Smash that. Smash that. Bell. Join today. Join. Uh, but uh, there, I assume um, that those gaps are going to be filled. I mean, as, when we were streaming on a mixer, those all. It's actually kind of frustrating to see Twitch have all these features and Mixer missing those and getting those later. You know what I mean? They eventually, If they got them at all for some of yeah, them. Yeah, to see because Twitch is so good with all their features because they were at Justin TV, they, you know, they were getting the kinks out for actually streaming without disconnects and things like that. Before Amazon purchased them, Twitch was a nightmare. It was <laughs> awful. I can't even believe how many times I'm watching a streamer and they just they just get cut off or they just start skipping or it was just it was just bad. Amazon dollars came in and after about two years, it took about two years after Amazon purchased Twitch until we started seeing smooth streams. Right. So Twitch has this huge head start with features and with stability um, and and uh, all that stuff. YouTube. Google is an interesting company. They see something wor- that works, and then they go, "Let's see if we can change it." You know, and they do that a lot. Then <laughs> this is Google. This is not YouTube. That's just how Google's right. mindset yeah. is. Um, even when I was testing some streams yesterday, there were a lot of problems that I was having because they had just switched over to a new streaming service, new software, new way to handle it on the back. New end. way to handle it, and it was causing a lot of issues, and the. After researching it and researching, I was up till like two, three in the morning last night trying to figure things out, and everybody was annoyed that streams because they're like it was working. Why did you have to? Why did you have to fix something that wasn't working? Right. So, anyways, basically what I'm saying is we've been at Mixer, we've been we're we're now going to YouTube. Being a, a behind the feature richness of Twitch is a little frustrating. We know that they're going to come. We know that they're adding stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I just what feature besides uh, group joins, uh, gift or g- gifted joins, I should say. What feature are you really looking forward to sharing with the community from Twitch onto YouTube Gaming? Oh, like something that Twitch has that yep. YouTube Gaming doesn't have. Um, not having to, <laughs> not having to recreate my stream key every time I go to stream. You know, is that for real? So their old system had that had a permanent one. Yeah, it had a permanent one. Yeah, their new system is not like that. You can technically make a uh, a stream key permanent, but you have to go into it and recreate the stream key again yeah, in a so weird it, way. So when you log into stream again, it'll be like, do you want to use the settings from your last stream? And you just hit yes. Okay. But you got to do that. You can't just go. You can't live. just like you can't just go on your encoder Ew. like OBS yeah. and but hit the old stream. You could yeah. and just leave it in there. You, do you think there was some sort of security issue with that? I I think that what they're trying to do is merge their VOD system, their evergreen content, and streaming. So, for instance, Correct. with the yeah. new system, you're able to set premieres that show up in your feed that people can hit reminders for. You weren't able to do that before, and as a result, you can you can schedule out all of your streams, let's say for the for the next year, and have them all as an individual one, and it will show up in people's YouTube feeds. Sure, I think that's what they're trying to do, and that's why they went this yeah, direction. Yeah, and we figured that out because. So we have chat right here, right? Every time on their new system, hey, chat, everybody. Every time on their new system, the chat box would be tied to the VOD. And so it would, every time, like if you wanted to like post a link on Twitter or something, 
it would take you to the VOD of the live stream that you had. You can't just say my stream is here. Okay. It makes it's kind of complicated because they took something that was really simple, put in a stream key to your encoder and press stream. Right. And then they are making it really complicated to try to fit their paradigm of VODs. Yeah. And having their VODs be you know where the vods go and then have a url for those it's really it's really it's really interesting luckily they still have the classic they call it the classic mode that's what we're using right now that's what we've set up right now um hopefully they don't get rid of it what? it was it was working and then they wanted to fix it right you know and i so, hate when they try and fix things <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. it's just it's a very google mindset to do that so, like yeah sorry so just to summarize excuse me uh i think if you're someone that is creating currently creating evergreen content you're let's say you're doing a call of duty channel and you're doing news of call of duty and you're doing updates of call of duty you're doing guides of call of duty and you want to stream call of duty uh youtube's a great option for you if you just want to stream i d i'm not sure that youtube is going to fit fit your needs as a, str as a I, I agree being solely a game streamer and not wanting to take advantage of YouTube's VOD system you'd be missing out on what makes YouTube great exactly great conversation yeah. it was a big week for streaming all in all I think it's just gonna be really interesting to see how it all plays out I definitely don't think any of those big three this isn't a, a, a mixer situation or a D-Link D-Live situation right or any no. of these like this is these guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon right like i mean they're they have they're giant corporations that have other ways to uh to support themselves michael continue with the super chat thank you very much happy first youtube stream still support you all thank you very thank much. you okay. very much yeah. michael continue appreciate it uh for those of you that that want to join us live you can do so now over at youtube.com forward slash x1 bros each and every single week actually the live is uh, x1bros.com forward slash live yeah but if you just go to you we'll show up at the top we're, we're page, still so. figuring out our yeah, urls yeah, but yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. uh but yeah there we go. Great discussion on streaming. It's where I feel like we're 1930s Hollywood where with streaming. Yeah. Like we're at the beginning. It's going to be interesting to see how it evolves and where it goes. We had Avengers. We had some gameplay come out of a couple games. Yeah. The first one was Avengers this week. Tie Fighter, you uh, you were really interested in this one and paying attention to yeah. it. Will you will you just walk it, walk through what was released, what was discussed, and sure. talked about, and then we'll so, get our impressions. From yeah, that. Avengers was actually on my list of most anticipated games of 2020. You know, we saw a little bit of it last summer. We got a little tease. We got I mean, right. little bits here and there. But today was uh, for the very first time we finally saw some gameplay. We finally got a, a much better insight into who the bad guy is, what gameplay looks like, and it was it was pretty cool. It was actually like a a 20 minute long like they called it a war table uh, we're seeing it here uh, on stream and it walked us through uh, uh, a couple of different types of missions and then we got a look at uh, some of the the UI for gear specialization as well too so uh, what we're seeing on stream right now is, is basically the intro into a single player Thor mission and so just uh, stepping off of this, they have two different types of missions, missions where you are single player and it is made specifically for one character. So they want to develop a story around that one character for this mission. And then they do much larger scale multiplayer missions where you can pretty much bring any hero that you want into the fray. And then those heroes can all work together to accomplish you know, some goal. Yeah. But anyway, this is a Thor mission. And so you're going up into the sky. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, the giant like hovering aircraft carriers from uh, Captain America Winter oh, Soldier. Yeah, absolutely. So this is them fighting on the deck of one of those. And you are fighting as Thor to get rid of all these robots that are attacking. Uh, and you go around, you use all your Thor abilities, your 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 hammer smash and your hammer swing and your lightning. And uh, overall, it looks pretty cool. Um, 
I, uh, I, I'm still definitely excited to see all the different types of gameplay that we see because this kind of reminds me of, and, and this is a bad word here, this kind of reminds me of Anthem in that you're going to be able to engage with this game in many different ways all at the same time, right? Each one of these characters is going to have their own play style, their own feel, their yeah. own their own move set, their own button presses, right? And so it's going to take a long time for people to really become a master of this game. And so <laughs> this is just a taste of what it's like to be Thor. They then went into the menu system a little bit later and showed like the different skill trees that every one of these characters has and so like as thor you can build your thor to be more focused on melee or more focused on range or more focused on defense or support and there's just a, a bunch a bunch of different ways to build each one of these characters so my thor is different from your thor and your sure. hulk is different from my hulk and so uh anyway yeah this gameplay was like a really cool look into what this game is going to be i'm definitely still looking forward to it on day one i'm still just a little like it's still just a little unclear what yeah. gameplay looks like. You know, if, if I want to play this for an hour, what does it look like? If I want to sit down and play for eight hours, what does it look like? How does progression feel over the course so of that So did time? this make you more or less excited? This for made me Avengers. more excited because this game in general has been a huge question mark because all we saw at E3 last year was that like... 15 30 seconds of gaming where on they're the like gold, on the bridge they're on the golden across, gate bridge yeah. and all you see is hulk go like punch punch <laughs> yeah. punch and like that was that was all we saw and yeah. so this is really good to get a feel for smash it's smash with hulk well he was punching and smashing i guess oh. so we did see two things <laughs> yeah. but uh i was very encouraged by the concept of the skill tree and, and developing my thor the way i wanted it to be uh they showed off a lot of cosmetics that you can earn as a part of this game too uh and then a, a, another big positive for me was that they're going to have expansions in both new characters and new missions and content and those will all be free as a part of the purchase of the game so yeah uh my first impressions of this what it's it's interesting it seems like almost a diablo style game that we're getting here where you jump in you play you want to level up one of your characters sure you play with them as your main uh then you jump out you hop into another mission with another character level now or with your friends uh and use them together that way so it seems almost a very, like you said, Anthem, very Diablo style. You, you go in, level up, get out. Uh, the other thing that really stood out to me is how they, they, they talk a lot about how your characters can work together yep. with their supers and stuff like that. And that seems interesting. And if done right, that could be a really cool draw to the game, right? So my custom Thor, what can he do with your custom Hulk sure. that works together and, and makes it cool? Uh, the game, the gameplay looks great. I mean, who doesn't want to be Thor flying around with it's his true. hammer, it's true. smashing it, stuff? It, it, I, I sure hope it feels as good to fly with Thor as it did to fly in Anthem. Oh yeah, no doubt. Right? So that really set a precedent for what it feels to fly as Thor or Iron Man or any of those. Now we we kind of know we have an expectation for what that's going to feel like, and if this game that comes out you know, a year and a half later, it doesn't feel as good. That's going to be a bummer. Yeah. Just jumping off of your point where we kind of still don't know. That's the big question is, I mean, what, where do, where do we go from here? When you jump in and play a level, like we can see this level, what's next. Right. And is it entertaining? Is it enough to keep you going or is it, a disappointment. Yeah, and one thing I didn't see addressed here, and I don't know if I should be worried or if they just decided not to cover it this one, is we don't see a single piece of loot drop in this whole demo. Mm. Like, I have no idea what it means. You know, how do I get my hands on, like, the next iteration of the hammer? You know, does it look cool when a, when a, when a gold one drops, or does it look cool when a purple one or a blue one drops? Yeah. Uh, we got no reference for what that looks like. You know, are they are they dropping from enemies, or are they just rewards at the end of the game? Yeah. Or is it something you just buy from the vendor back at, at the uh, anthill, which is what they call the home base uh 
in later in the trailer. So I'm a big loot guy, Destiny, Division, Borderlands. That's my deal. So yeah. I'm very curious to see how that system works because it's super important for it to feel good every time something falls. Spicy, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, Avengers right totally here. Totally agree with him. The the loot is the carrot on the stick. That's what you. That's why you're playing. Oh, besides having fun, you know, kicking Absolutely. kicking butt as Thor. Um, so my my thoughts on the trailer. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge comic guy, and uh, being being able to smash Mjolnir yeah. around and and smash it around, I'm curious to see on um how the flight feels different if it feels different from like an Iron Man versus a Thor because they fly in very two different ways. Very much so. You know what I mean? Thor is so, being pulled by his hammer, and and Iron Man is being pushed by his rockets. Cor- correct. I wonder. My thoughts are, I wonder if they're going to feel different because that would be really cool be if they felt, if every character felt significantly unique, right? Um, as we're watching this trailer, I, uh, I notice the camera shakes after every hit, and you go into you go into like Dutch angle cameras where the camera see how it goes to, slants to the right or to the left. I do see that. Um, that makes me happy as a uh, film you know just like a, a filmographer right they're doing things that are immersing you in you wouldn't notice that necessarily mm-hmm. playing but as they shift that that makes you feel like something's intense and something's wrong and you, I, can, uh, and you can give weight to, to different actions the as little well. the dutch angle so we have a dutch angle right now it's just slightly tilted but then as you hit and stuff it slightly wobbles too and that's making the hits not feel like just a regular punch. That feels like you're getting hit or you're hitting you're with... Getting, you're getting knocked off axis. With, get, with a hammer that was built by a dying hit, star. You're getting hit by a god. <laughs> Correct. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate that take there because I didn't notice it at all. But now that you are pointing it out with a See, cinematographer's eye, it is, you are 100% right. And it looks really cool now that I'm seeing it. The wobble, the tilt. It makes Something's off kilter. Something's wrong. And then that wobble. And you're feeling... Like you're a badass Thor hitting hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I really, really appreciate that in this trailer a lot. So that gets me excited uh, for the the uh, you know the immersion factor and everything like that. Um, uh, I as far as the loot goes, I wonder if they remove that for this. That's what I was for wondering, the tra- right? For the they, show didn't, off. they didn't talk about it at all. They didn't cover it as a part of like, hey, look at all this cool loot that you get. They they covered the UI where you in a, where you interact with your loot, but they didn't talk about like, am I going to be grinding for better roles? Am I going to be finding special loot from specific yeah. bosses? Uh, you know, I, 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 I was unsatisfied with the, with the conclusions around loot from this, but I think you're right. I think that just it's, wasn't the point of today. Th- yeah. They're, they're probably trying to keep it a little bit hidden. So they have something else to hype later on. Right. You know, they're just trying to, trying to do that. Uh, overall, I, I'm, I'm completely biased and a sucker towards superhero video games, Ser- superheroes in general. Like I, you see this this is touching me in every right right spot. <laughs> it's right? Touching you how you like it. Yeah, it just looks so good. It, yeah. Oh my gosh, Ho- it looks so good. Hopefully, it what lo- was the quote? I can take care of myself. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, turn no. myself on. I can turn. I turn yeah, <laughs> I'm going to turn myself on. Yeah, this is so good. There you go, guys. Marvel Avengers. If you've see, not see how that tilts. Look if, at that tilt. If, oh, if you've right, not 100%. checked out the gameplay, go check out the gameplay trailer. The War Table that dropped this week. Really excellent. Let's get to the big boys. The cyber tech. Cyber. Sorry. The, the cyber tech. tech. The cyberpunk event happened. But before we do that, I do have to shout out a super chat. Chief Wiggum says, congrats, guys, on the move to YouTube. Chief Wiggum, thank you very much for that super chat. Uh, Cyberpunk, it had its event. They spent a lot of time showing off one singular aspect 
let's go. W- will you walk us through that again real quick, TIE Fighter? Yes. And then let's get uh, your thoughts and first impressions. Because uh, So this is kind of our first look at Cyberpunk 2077 in a while. Uh, I was I was lucky enough to get into kind of the behind-the-curtain demo mm. at E3 2019. So um, I've had the chance to see what gameplay looks like, and I was excited for them to show some of that demo as a part of uh, their Night City Wire, which was the first of what apparently is going to be a number of them before the game releases now in November. And they had the opportunity to show us what the open world was going to be or what missions were going to look like. But instead, they actually spent a lot of time looking at a mechanic that exists in some missions called brain dancing. Yeah. 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 Is that what it was, is that what it was called? Brain dancing. I, I know they I, it called it took me a BD, while to figure right? it out. BD, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I could swear they were saying break dancing for a while. It's towards the end. It's towards you, the end. It's like it's the, the whole back, yeah. end. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I think before it's before that. that. Yeah, before it's before that. that. I'm looking there at you yeah, this, there it and this, this is so fascinating. So basically what it is, if you if you remember the detective scenes from the Arkham series as Batman, uh, you are living someone's memory and then using the power of your cybernetic implants to uh, fast forward, rewind, scan, and learn more about the environment around which this person was experiencing something. And then from that, you can learn about their death or learn about something that happened there while they were there. They spent a very long time covering these mechanics. And, you know, personally, I'm kind of interested in in playing the game. And I guess that it's kind of weird for me to say that because, I mean, this is playing the game. But I don't know. To me, this kind of seemed a little slow, a little... Well, yeah, it, w- it like, was like a niche. It was showing off just one specific feature. And yeah, think, they spent a lot. Of, okay, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. They spent a lot of time talking about this one very specific mechanic uh, that I think is going to end up being not super consequential to my overall experience. It seems like a lore mechanic. Yeah. Like deep lore. They said, though, they said specifically that this is going to be built into the game in a way where it's going to be appearing quite often. Oh, like good. this I, is. I know they talked about like it being missions and, and figuring out different things from missions. Um, now it keep, felt like lore, like we're learning about people who we're working with and stuff like that. Did you ever play The Witcher Three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- these these guys are very story driven, sure. and I think because of that mindset, that's why we're seeing how much detail they're putting into each story they're telling. And and I feel as though this is like a this is kind kind of showcasing how much detail they're putting into even just a scene where a guy goes in and robs a store. Sure. You know what I mean? So I feel as though that maybe that was their mindset going in and showcasing this in the way that they did. Yeah. I think I might end up caring a lot more about it if I know who it is I'm investigating. Sure. One thing sure. that they didn't do a very good job of is making me give, you know, any sort of worry about who it is I'm interacting with. Like, why am I investigating this guy? Why am I worried about his memory? Uh, you know, you're investigating uh, the man who's robbing the store currently. We're investigating his death because he actually dies at the end of this scene, uh, and we're investigating why he died and 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 who killed him. But I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know the clerk. I don't know the person who pulled the trigger. So I don't. I don't have any context and surrounding this. Not only I that, think, I think if I came in with a better understanding of my my purpose for looking this, my motivation for trying to figure this out, I would feel better. Yeah, about exactly. It. Not only that, but we don't know how this fits is fitting into the game mechanics themselves. Right. We do know that there was sabotage involved, <laughs> sabotage. which is sabotage, which is you know, Saboteur. it's it, that's important in a conflict story. This is true. You know? so. This is true. Uh, my first impressions of it. Uh, I really liked the the couple second clips that we got uh, at the beginning and in between even uh I'm sorry what was the name of this again the BD Cyberpunk 2077 the BD <laughs> brain dancing brain dancing yeah, that's so interesting sounds yeah. like mind blow job but it's a brain <laughs> dance uh, 
MBJ. I really liked the, the glimpses of the world. That, and I think that that's what the most interesting part of cyberpunk to me, the big draw, the hype around cyberpunk is this crazy cool world this highly detailed, yep. highly ambitious open world that they've promised that they've promised us, right? That they're talking about. They did show part of it. They showed the Badlands, which was my favorite part again of this show. I like that there's this um, contrast between this dark tech, uh, hyper tech city that you're in, and then you go out to the surrounding desert, right? And it looks destitute. It's they call it the Badlands. That was very interesting to me. I also liked seeing some of the the first person combat, the driving, the shooting. Isn't that the car the, cool, dude? That car, all that, the that's cars. That's an icon. Even, that's gonna be an iconic car, just like just like the Batmobile, just like the Back to the Future. That's gonna be dude, a car. All the cars, even the car. It's a different car when they're out in the Badlands, and even that car's like, oh, I'm sure that's a piece of crap that in this game, but that car looks badass, right? Like, and I'm gonna be having a trench coat, have the biggest collar pop you've ever <laughs> seen yeah, in your yeah. life. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it looks it looks really cool uh, world wise. That's why I don't think this hit, and I think a lot of people probably feel th- the same way I do. And th- and the this brain dance nice just job. just didn't feel. I mean, it's a really cool feature I'm sure in the game. But what I really want to see is the world and how it sure. really interacts. And I, I, this this did make me more excited though, even, yeah. even those small glimpses. No, I I actually I I really really enjoyed this. Okay. Uh, but I enjoy playing my game slow. Yeah, do you are you are a total. Yeah. Uh, I'm a slow guy. D- you're a detail guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a detail guy. And so seeing all, I would spend time going through these videos and checking the corners and looking what at this. What else can I find? Yeah. So this appealed to me a lot. I I thought this was really well, fascinating. I think, I think it could be a really cool mechanic, but like. Uh, uh, Tie Fighter said, "It's ju- I don't I just don't know context." Right. Yeah, and it's important to understand this isn't the only uh, Night City wire that we're going to get. Uh, they've mentioned that they're going to have another episode probably by late July or early August, and then at least one more before the game releases. So this is only the tip of the iceberg. I mean, even if you weren't blown away by brain dancing or driving out in the Outlands, that's okay. I think I think we're absolutely going to get an episode where they're going to dive into what it looks like to run a quest, what it looks like to uh, have different abilities or different implants in your body. Uh, and then we're going to learn a lot more about that. So just because this maybe this one wasn't a banger as far as what gameplay looks like, I, I still think that there's a lot of a lot to learn between now and when. Overall, I think regardless, they could show us in-game poop, and yeah, we would I mean, be really it's, it's excited CD for this Project game. Red, I, they, they've, yeah, really, yeah. they've really earned our trust. Yeah, point, right. so. I mean, they really, <laughs> they really have. Uh, our last topic before we get to uh, some of the news, some more of the news that happened this week, is Crossfire X. We all had a yeah. chance to play it. The beta was here. Now, this is the world's most popular game, and when they talked about it at E3, uh, we were like, what? What is this, uh, what is this game? Uh, we have no idea what this game is. Well, remember we were there and Phil Spencer was behind us to the right. I remember this. And he was talking on the world's most powerful or not powerful console, but the the most popular game. It's so exciting to have it come. You know, all this stuff. We're all we're getting hyped. And then they're Crossfire, Crossfire X. And it was a trailer. and We didn't know what it was. was (laughs) What is this game? What the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we had we had a chance to play play it. We had a chance to jump in. Um, I'll go first. I just want to give my first impressions of the beta. we have been really into Warface Breakout lately, and I actually think, are you ready for, ready for this, everybody? Warface Breakout is broken. Like, that's just season one launched. We've been playing season one. I feel like it's just broken. Crossfire X feels smoother. Uh, 
it feels like it already has an identity, obviously. I mean, it's been a game that's been around for forever. Uh, it's got a couple different modes here. It, there's classic mode, which is CSGO. You cannot you cannot aim down sight. It, it's all no un, unless and no sprinting. And unless you're a sniper, you can't aim down sight. Only snipers. That's classic mode. Uh, there's modern mode, which is essentially a conquest, uh, capture yeah. the flag point. And then uh, in classic mode, there is... Uh, it's... Phantom? S- specter mode, specter I want to say. Good. Yeah, maybe yeah. Specter. And that is where this game Dude, shines. that is the best. That game is so fun. So that, that game mode, how... And this must be the main game mode that is super popular because it is by far to me the funnest. It adds this strategic point that doesn't exist in the other modes. But what it is basically is it's the same as, as classic mode where there's two points, you got to plant a bomb. Uh, one team defends, one team attacks, and you got to plant the bomb. The twist here is that the attacking team is invisible. All you have is knives... <sighs> And a bomb, and you're invisible. And while you walk, you basically—it's not gimmicky invisibility. No, you're legit invisible. It's, it's, you are—it's—it's ve- it's very close to perfect invisibility. Yeah. You now, if you start running, there's like an outline that shows. When you start, when you start killing, there's an outline that shows, and people obviously know that they're being stabbed by you. But it adds this crazy good. strategy that is so satisfying on both the defense it makes it both sides equally fun to be invisible to be attacking to be defending it it, it's beautiful i'm very excited for crossfire especially particularly that game mode to come out in full context and to just really dive in and and play it uh tie fighter your your thoughts uh so i agree with you completely on uh the spectrum mode being at you know having full-time invisibility and only being able to knife people made a really cool sense of like trying to use your angles and trying to flank enemies and coming up behind them it was a very like i am the invisible man and, and it was really cool and then the the mechanic that they've added where you are extremely invisible until you decide to run so you have to walk everywhere yeah. but the enemy can sprint and so they can get away from you and you have to be real real sneaky about it but then you have a one hit kill with your knife yeah. and you have to defend your uh, c4 once you plant it it was just really cool really dynamic uh and a very interesting take on uh that style of play one thing that i didn't like and you and i experienced this in one match uh, right now in the modern mode, which is kind of just like the team deathmatch, but you do have the ability to aim out sights and you can sprint. Uh, there is currently only one spawn point for each team on either side. Oh of the, yeah, spawn. on either side. Of the I was on I was on the spawn killing side. Yes, that was like the funnest time and I've so, had in here. So, so what we experienced was on the other team there there were a few people shooting, but there were two people that just had their knives out. And in modern mode, if you have your knife out instead of a gun, you are so you fast. are you are the road runner. You are yeah. just running circles around people. And what they would do is they would knife a person and then they would sprint to spawn. And then as soon as you popped up, because there's like two or three seconds between when you die and when you spawn, as soon as you pop up, shink right there. Oh. And you were and you were knifed again. And then Actually, they would just start running circles around the spawn point. I didn't even think about using the knife. I was running out of ammo so many times. <laughs> yeah. They would appear and there's like a second of them not doing anything. And I just go pop, pop, pop in the head. Grab another gun off the ground. Pop, <laughs> pop, pop, pop in the head. Grab another and gun. And so we had like two two or three guys just running in figure eights through our spawn. And you your feet would hit the ground and you would die, die. Yeah. every time. <laughs> And there'd be saying, nothing that you see, can do. You're saying that's a bad thing. <laughs> I, I was on the other side of it, and me and Jordan were laughing our heads we, off. We came out. We came out at the end of this game. I think I was the team leader with 11 kills, and the other team won. And they had two guys with like 57 kills and 46. <laughs> it, was, it was so lopsided. <laughs> so awesome. Just I, unbelievably unfair. I had a shield too, so no one could do it. Yeah, right. So I think you know there, there's absolutely some balance issues, but if you're comfortable with the uh, 
CSGO or, or with the new Valorant style of play, this will be kind of a, a touch on that yeah. for the console players. So that's really good. And then, yeah, the Spectre mode was just, it was wacky fun. And being invisible is really, really cool. So This is new strategy, strategic addition that, that is really, really cool. Yeah. Spicy, how about yourself? Thoughts, impressions? Um, So... Me and Jordan talked about this game. I mean, we played this game a lot, and we we talked about it a lot. There is definitely a place for this style of game on console. Oh, absolutely. Like, we haven't had it before. We recently got it with uh, Breakout, um, and I like that game a lot. However, it's frustrating when the net code goes haywire. It's broken right now. And that yeah, happened a couple times to us. Uh, one thing that happened to us, you mentioned the, the sword and the pistol uh there there was more than once where we would choose our loadout to be the m16 loadout and it wouldn't let us use anything except a shield and pistol and yeah. so for I, I think it was like half of a match one time that's all i have shield and pistol no matter you what have, I choose. yeah you have to switch your loadout uh i i mean i don't know i think that was just me not knowing how to get rid of the shield yeah. no we were legit stuck on. no it. we were we were like swapping back and forth trying to make you it work and it would, every time it would just default but that was modern mode modern yeah. mode. yeah well and I, I, that happened to me too i thought i was not knowing how to do stuff is okay. that a bug it's either a bug so. or a feature when your team is behind. I was I, I was very much trying to get rid of it, and it wouldn't. I was me, trying so. too, but I was also spawn killing. So, yeah, so, you, so you were saying Warface? You really like Warface Breakout, this style of game? But Warface Breakout is just not where it, it needs to be. The net code is I. It's one game. Fifty percent of the time, it works every time. Yeah, you okay. know. Okay, so one game it works. Well one one game it doesn't. Right. So. That's super frustrating. This I was I played a lot more um, classic mode than any other mode. Oh yeah, on Crossfire. On Crossfire, yeah. and to be able to play this game type without those problems that Warface has, yeah. not yeah, it, the problems I had were it was one out of ten instead of okay one out of two. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Obviously, it's a beta. Obviously, they're still figuring things out. Porting it to it is a definitely console. a port from PC. I mean, there's a mouse yeah, cursor. On there's the a mouse sure. everywhere. There's a, yeah, exactly. Uh, for those in chat that are wondering, it is still currently available for download, but just for this weekend. So if you're listening to this episode on Monday, I, I do feel you've missed it. Um, yeah, the most popular game in the world. Uh, I really liked it. Um, it was it was weird going back to that old school style of not being able to zoom in and not being able to sprint. It was really jarring. It's jarring, right? Because you're so used to that, but. It takes me back almost to those days where you're just, that's how it was. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it was, it's very more position tactical. If you, you can't sprint out of there. You right. know what, you know what I mean? Right. It's once you, once that clicks, it is extremely fun and a good time. And the console has lacked this game type for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and it's there's definitely a space for it. I think this is going to be huge well, for Xbox going forward. And it's free to play. And it's free to play. Yeah. Throw that in there. This is a big deal coming to the console, uh, coming to Xbox, especially. Did right? you so. enjoy Spectre mode the best or what? What do you oh, like yeah, the classic good. mode? That's awesome. That, yes. that one makes you smile. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. There you go. Crossfire. The beta's here. If you've not had a chance to jump into it, I believe it's available to what? The 27th, I believe. Uh, or at least the rest of the weekend, if you're listening. We'll say sure. There was yeah. one time me and Jordan were playing, and it, we all died because it was a bug in the game. So this does have bugs, right? We saw everybody on the other team with their names over their head, which the game started, and we saw all their team and we could see them like they were on our team nice. uh, and it was, nice. but I didn't shoot them because I thought they were on my <laughs> oh, team. Yeah, yeah. And so we all lost that because we were like, 
Where are they? Those are our teammates. That is too funny. Yeah, uh, so Crossfire Xbox. X, guys, stay tuned. It's just it's just beta right now. It is coming to the Xbox. Very exciting. Uh, and that brings us to the next segment of our show. We've got a special. Oh! Hey, that's me, the TIE Fighter. There it is. TIE Fighter. It was our news bumper with TIE Fighter. With TIE like Fighter. There He's it our is. news guy. We, we voted Jordan's out. <laughs> See ya. TIE Fighter, uh, before you tell us what's happening in the world that is Xbox One this week, I just want to shout out a super chat from Rocket4. He says, excited for this next chapter for the news? community on YouTube. <laughs> that's awesome. Best community in gaming. Thank you very much, Rocket4. Appreciate the super chat. So we went over a lot of news already, Tie Fighters. I was going to say, there, uh, uh, what do you want any, me to talk about is here? There any, is there anything extra or are we uh, just shouting you the out? Only, the only story that I think you and I spoke about uh, yesterday is the fact that Elite, Elite came out and uh, uh, it was found that Rocksteady, the creators of the Arkham series, Batman, are currently working on a Suicide Squad game. Cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know too much about what that game will look like, but I believe that we will learn more about it at the DC uh, show that is supposed to be happening in August. Uh, so there you go. I wish I had more information. Well, another- but of course, when I said, uh, you know, X, do you want me to prepare a new segment for tonight? And he said, nah, we're going to be all right. We got you. It'll be good. Well, so I, I gave him his own soundbite and he didn't even prepare the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, another another news story that actually just dropped earlier today is Microsoft is closing all of their stores except oh, it for was, yeah. two, right? Yeah, so we did get the word today that Microsoft is closing all their, you know, public-facing Microsoft stores except for, I believe it was London, New York, and uh, Seattle. Seattle. The other one. Uh, so if you uh, if you have a, uh, a Microsoft store near you and you are not in one of those places, I highly recommend you go say hello and see if they're giving away free surfaces. I'm not yeah, saying they that they are. <laughs> probably not. Well, I do know. think uh, if anybody thinks, oh, this is proof that Microsoft's in trouble, that's absolutely not the case. I, I think Microsoft, agree. if you remember, Microsoft had their own phones. Uh, when they opened up the Microsoft Store, and it was the the beginning of the Surface. I think they were really trying to be this customer service, bring your devices to us, we have these devices we're selling, just similar to the Apple Store. What it has become over the years, half more than half of the store, we have a store here in Salt Lake City, more than half that store is Xbox. It is Xbox Central. That brand is so strong that I think there's just not a need. They weren't able to provide the service because they don't have the devices like an Apple has. Right. Uh, what they do have is Xbox. Um, and it was very apparent. I mean, there's Let's Plays. There's tournaments at the stores. It became a glorified GameStop. Great. Do you, here's a here's a thought. Yeah. That's, I don't know, it's slightly related. But it has to do with Mixer or them shutting down Mixer. What if Microsoft was just cutting Mixer off right now? Funk to save a lot of money to double down on getting the price point of the Series X lower than what they originally were thinking. Well, there are rumors out there that Microsoft's intention is to be at least $50 cheaper than PlayStation. What if this is that was a move to just cut that off and just cut the fat, cut the fat to, to make it so they just dominate the next sales point? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, perhaps. I mean, it would be a legitimate strategy to just undercut and I mean, they lost money on the first Xbox just to get in the market. Because that would, would not do that again. That would screw over Sony hard. That would that would be, be a ballsy move. That would be when it, when it came to acquiring new customers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Sony player base is super, super loyal. And so 50 bucks isn't going to make a difference between here or there. But when it comes to mom and dad wanting to buy their kids first console, that absolutely could be a sticking point, especially when you think about the value of Game Pass and the value of the X Cloud. Like those are going to be 
uh, extremely important. And then on top of that, the the price of entry is now 50 points lower. Or you know, uh, with with rumors of uh, you know the S version of the Series X uh, being even cheaper than the Series X, maybe that that barrier to entry is is significantly oh. lower than the PS. Yeah. Anyways, I was just thinking that. Well, think of just I, you know, I just randomly think of stuff. Yeah, there you go. Well, just to piggyback off of Tie Fighter's point. Think about that sales sales pitch that you would give to mom and dad looking to buy a console for their kids. We're cheaper, and here's Game Pass, where you get access to over 100 games, fantastic games, all of our exclusives. Boom, right there for you. I mean, I think that makes it a very easy sell point uh, and easily you know, to mass distribute that to everybody. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you have why one? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have one? Why not? It's cheaper. Uh, and and on top of that, if they are the most powerful console, they've got that to sell to. We're more powerful, we're cheaper, and we've got this Game Pass thing going on. It's pretty great. Yeah. Cool. I love Xbox. Do you guys like Xbox? I love it so much. Wait, is uh, this an Xbox podcast? It's pretty cool, right? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. That brings us to the last segment of our show. <laughs> this is the segment of the I, I show where we take that next week. <laughs> yeah, this is the segment of the show where we take your questions uh, to submit a question. You can do, do so each and every single week over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash X one bros. No, it's forward slash positive gaming. It's X one bros.com forward slash support. Uh, before we get to the questions, I got to shout out another super chat from Cooper. He says, cheers to the new YouTube chapter Boom. of the podcast. Thank you very much, Cooper. Appreciate that. Let's jump into our first question that comes from the one and only Super Shark. He says, hello, positive gamers. Why do Call of Duty and Halo players not get along? He says, I play both games, but I'm new to Call of Duty. I'm blown away at how negative these communities are towards each other. Solve the problem. Save the world. Thanks, bros. Solve let's, the problem. Let's go to Mr. McSpicy. Mr. McSpicy is both a big Halo player and a big Call of Duty player. Uh, thoughts? Why Why don't these two two communities get along? What, where, where does the animosity come from? So, so, I mean, the question is, why do fanboys exist? And how do you deal with them? Or and how do you turn them off? Uh, that's a great question. It, fanboyism is an interesting concept. Um, the, f the funny thing about all this is they're both games and they're both fun. Yeah. And why, 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 why? I don't know. That's the big question. We all don't know. I like Xbox. I like, I, I like my PlayStation. I like my Nintendo switch, but there are, you know, you have those circles. I'm in the overlapping circle, <laughs> yeah. right? I, yeah. like I, think I think games are great. Great games are <laughs> yeah. fun. They're supposed to be fun, but why does fanboyism exist? And how do you deal with that? Uh, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think with Call of Duty uh, and Halo, perhaps they both see themselves as having more skill than the other, and that's the that's the clash. Right I, there? I think there absolutely is arguments on both sides for being more of a, a purist and and better shooter, Correct. right? You know, because you have people from the Modern Warfare side saying like, "Oh, one headshot gets one kill, so precision is great," and you know that makes me a high quality and precision gamer. And then when it comes to Halo, uh, strategy might be a little bit more important because people don't die with a single yeah, shot. Yeah, it's cat and mouse. Right? It's, and so yeah. you have shields and you have abilities. And uh, it, 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 like you said, they're two very different games. But there will always be people that are going to go die hard for one or the other. But then there's people like us that are just like, games are great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I don't get it either. I, I honestly don't get it. Maybe it's obviously the younger, the more younger you are, the more you care to the be more on. you pick a team yeah and i think 
I mean, there's probably many I don't know, I feel reasons. Like older people get like even. Oh, they do too, deeper but they just grown. haven't grown up yet. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Um, for example, uh, I have family members that are very young. That uh, when Fortnite was huge, they were they were Fortnite players. They're under ten, right? When Fortnite was huge, Apex came out, and uh, Apex is an amazing game. I awesome. I like. I was playing Fortnite a lot. I love. I love Fortnite. I love Apex. I think it's an incredible game that just came out of nowhere. Um, he did not have this person. I'm talking about it. Talking about he did not have Apex. Never played it, but he just said it was stupid. It, it's just dumb. A the well thought out argument. The best is Fortnite. The Fortnite is the best. The other one is dumb. I think it has to do with them not playing it as much or at all. And not having access to it is another thing. I feel as though, you know, you have, a, for example, let's go a little bit bigger and say console wars now, right? Let's say I could only get an Xbox. Well, I enjoy the Xbox, but now for some, I can't get the PlayStation. So screw those guys. Screw those guys. You know <laughs> what? They have that. The, this is way better. In my mind, I'm saying that, right? Um, I actually don't say that. I would probably <laughs> be like, I'm going to work a little bit more hours this week so I could buy a, <laughs> buy a PlayStation because I really like that. Um, but I think there's variables that are like that that make it so they lean towards maybe it's outside of their... Com it makes them uncomfortable because they can't have access to it. I don't know. There's a whole art. I don't know how the mindset works I, uh, for a fanboy. I'm going to take this one step deeper. Okay. All Here right. Next go. level. We're going. Countries. Uh, so... <laughs> If you've ever played a game, not just passively, but really ingrained yourself yeah. into the game and the culture around the game, and you're talking with other people on the forums for the game, like this forum is your life. And to a degree, there are people who get so ingrained in it that becomes part of how they define themselves. Correct. Yeah. And so when someone comes to you and says, my game is better than your game, I'm sure there's something internalizing there that says what defines me is better than what defines you. Yeah, it becomes part of your identity. Right. And so then you're not attacking the game someone likes, you're attacking someone. And they, gotcha. they take it very personally because I, you know, if I'm in, if I'm so embedded in this game and you're talking poorly about that game, you're actually talking poorly about me. And so I, I think that's the why. I'm not saying that there's people in this room or community that are like that, but I think that I think that may be the foundation, and it just comes from passion, right? It all comes from people who love a specific game so much that they've they've come to let it overtake part of what how they define themselves. And I think if we just, um, you know, show people that it's okay to to allow people to talk poorly about a game without talking poorly about a person, then it's okay to dissociate the two. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, 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 great analysis, guys. Great question. Thank you very much, Super Shark, for writing in. Next question comes from Black Knight. He says, hey, bros, with Xbox showing a lot of good stuff lately, it makes me really excited for July. What are you excited for? Also sad about Mixer, which means you're moving. Just letting you know wherever you guys go, I'll go. Just oh, let us know much love. Thank you very yeah. much, Black, uh, Black Knight. Appreciate it. Uh, so... All the stuff we're expecting the Xbox to show in July. What are we most excited for? Can I start? Absolutely. Uh, I am most excited to see what brand new IP they're going to show us. I think we know we're getting uh, a, at least a couple. And I want to know what is, and a true next gen brand new IP. Uh, when you look at the PlayStation conference, I was really surprised that we didn't see one there. Uh, brand new AAA, like a, a generation defining game. I'm hoping that Microsoft has one. I'm excited to see if they have one. And I if agree. they do, I think 
that builds hype and continued motivation going into this next generation. That's that's what I'm most excited for. Tie Fighter, how about yourself? Uh, I am excited to see. Uh, I need, I need to word this correctly. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see how they evolve Halo. Oh, you're you're taking my answer. Uh, oh. Sorry. Oh Dips. man, you should have so, done me first. <laughs> so because you know, Halo has been in a position. Halo Four, Halo Five. Halo has been stale. Halo has really not been. You know, killing it, it like yeah. they should have been, especially since Xbox has leaned on that franchise so hard for their definition of a first party franchise. And I don't for, think that Halo has delivered for them really since Halo 3. I mean, for good reason. Halo is why Xbox exists. Exactly. Yeah. One, two and three are, are you know, honestly, generation defining Correct, games. Yeah. And I don't think that four and five have lived up to that. And so now they're getting away from the numbering. They're going to Halo Infinite. And so they are evolving what it means to Halo, be Halo. Evolve. Halo Evolve. Halo oh, Evolve. Very cool. I see what you did and there. So, and so, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean for me as a player? I, I hope to God it doesn't just mean another name for Halo 6 because it needs to be something greater. Yeah. And I just want to see what, what they've done there. Yeah. Well, I, would, I just want to see anything on Halo yeah. Infinite, right? Yeah. I want to, I want to. I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to touch it. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> Love and touch and squeezing by Journey. You know, I, I want that that baby making music with it. You know what I mean? I want to play that game. So I'm just I'm a fan of Halo. So. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great question, Black Knight. Thank you very much for writing in uh, on Halo Infinite. What do we th- what do, what do, what do we think it's going to be? Obviously, Infinite implies a never ending loop, right? It's right. infinite. It's not going to stop. We've talked about this before, uh, at you know, at length. But is there anything that that has come up lately, or anything that we think is it a is it going to be a social hub more like Destiny? How do they do? They've got to walk this fine line of bringing something new to the table, being generation defining, but maintaining that Halo feel, and that's right. really hard to do. I think. Yeah, and on it, uh, introducing something like a like a social hub or an open world or loot things that really define games as a service now, uh, none of that has ever been a part of the series. And so, is that the kind of evolution that Halo vets are looking for? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. But then, if you were to ask me what would make Halo Infinite. That, that probably would have been my answer to yeah. to what would that be, but I'm not sure that's exactly what Halo veterans are looking for because they've been following this single player story experience, but also the you know this wonderful multiplayer on on the side. Loot has never been a part of that. Like uh, social hubs have never been a part of that. Open worlds have never really been a part of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that would be my answer, but I don't know if that's what people. Yeah. Are so for. for me, what defines a good Halo game is. Master Chief. Whenever you go away from Master Chief, as far as the the story, right? Yeah. As soon as you go away from that, it's kind of just like whatever. But Master Chief, and maybe it's just because I'm nostalgic. Maybe that's just how I. Well, he is a great character. He's an awesome character. Um, on top of that, so you have that story aspect, but clean arena, uh, balanced maps, gameplay, mm. uh, as far as PvP goes, just. You have you have power items on the map, you know, kind of a thing. That is important in a Halo game. I'm talking about hardcore Halo players, yeah. what they like in a game. Uh, like I, Halo 2 style. Correct. Yeah, that's what we like about Halo. Having anything built on top of that in an infinite way, I think, uh, will, will bring in probably better, you know, more audience, but... That is what Halo core players, I think, are probably looking yeah, for. Yeah. So if you are over at three four three and you started the Halo Infinite discussion years and years ago, you you start with this core, and you build around that out, 
and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see because you don't want to take away the Halo identity. You don't want to be seen as a copycat because you are Halo. I mean, you this is this is it. You set the trend. You set the trend. What trend are you gonna set? What are you doing? I'm glad that's not my job. I think that's. Yeah. Very I know difficult. there's a lot of pressure, and I. I mean, because I'm a con. We're all content creators here, and I do a lot with artwork and photography and and graphic design and everything. And there is so much pressure to please with my clients. It's actually there's a whole psychology thing that messes with your head. But when there is pressure on top of you to not just create something, but to create something that a client would like and is revolutionary and is pushing it forward. Oh. That is crushing. I don't envy them, but I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, well, but that is crushing. Here's the thing. As far as, so far, we know the steps that they've taken are correct, especially when you talk about what makes Halo Halo is Master Chief. At E3, the story that we've seen so far, it's very Master Chief-centric. That was really cool to see. That's a nice little step in the right direction, starting point. But beyond that, it has been silent town. Yeah, That's a ton of pressure. I'm just, I think I would have had a yeah, that's, breakdown yeah. if it was my job but yeah. it's it's exciting uh anubis writes in and says uh not sure if this is the place to ask so feel free not to answer this this is absolutely the place to ask Ew. he says uh, oh what is he asking he says occasionally i think about starting a podcast myself uh one thing i wonder is did you need to copyright your name did you do that right away or wait a while uh before you took the leap thank you uh you don't technically need to copyright anything no. yeah te- technically as long as you can prove it's yours when it started you, my wife works for a patent law firm, and they handle uh, copyright stuff all the. Or she did; they handle copyright law stuff all the time. So, uh, the, yeah, the, you don't need to copyright. I say the biggest thing once you've decided on a name is making sure that you grab like the screen names on YouTube or Twitch or whatever uh, service you are going to be posting your podcast to. So, like, if you want to make you know X Two Bros your name, you got to make sure you go to YouTube and make sure you can snag X Two Bros on YouTube. Right. Uh, and just for the record, if you snag X Two Two Bros. I will make it my mission to crush you. <laughs> so, so do not, do not grab X two bros. Uh, Mix spicy. Just give, I'm gonna uh, go buy that domain right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mix spicy. Just uh, let's 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 bounce off this. Give one tip for people who are thinking of starting a podcast. Um. Okay. Just do it. Just just yeah, just that go. Is excellent advice. Just go. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to screw up a lot. But uh, what do we do when we fall down, Bruce? We get back up, right? <laughs> Just doing it is going to give you a ton of experience. Amen. I agree. And, and and striving for perfection on your first episode will only delay that first episode forever. Yeah, so correct. if you have, you know, uh, if, you, if you have a headset that has a microphone on it and something on your computer that, that can record, you have everything you need to start making a podcast. And I assure you, once you get to the point where uh, your podcast is at the quality that you're happy with, you will also be super happy that it is on episode 50 instead of episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you have 50 episodes worth of experience to really take advantage of, of the gear that is, is making it great. Yeah, if you go back and uh, if you, in fact, if you head to you, our YouTube channel, you can click on our X1 Bros playlist. It has every single episode we've ever had and just go just go to day one yeah go to day it go, looks go to episode awful go to episode 25 <laughs> go to episode 58 where we had major nelson on the show Ew. and it is we had him on the show and i look back and i think oh well that's pretty good for where we were but overall i cringe right like because you improve <laughs> yeah. so much uh so yeah just do it that's a great piece yeah. of advice and it's never going to be good enough with my personality like I, it's, this happens with a lot of people, but it's never good enough. 
if it were up to me, I would be sitting here. We wouldn't be streaming. I would be figuring out how to get it better and better and better. Just do it. Just go yeah. for it and let it let it ride. By the way, I think you're embarrassed with some of our first episodes, David. I kind of am, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Do you remember your black and white artsy phase? Oh, there was a black and white artsy <laughs> phase. There was like, uh, that is, I think that's in the hundreds, actually. I know. That, is that in was the in this room. That was this room that we're in now. in this room. We're, in, we're, we're over 100 episodes in, and one day we're sitting here getting ready to stream, and Spicy has it on black and white for something. I was like, hey. I was tweaking something. I was like, why don't we just leave it like that and try it? And I was like, okay. And on our 24-hour stream, when those come up, I, when I see them, I skip. I go boop, boop, boop. <laughs> because it's like, what in what was I thinking? Please please describe to me what the black and white. Well, so we had a webcam uh, that showed the, the whole side of the room, right? Just right over there. And I was tweaking the, before we had this camera set up, we had multiple webcams and it was really complicated and I had to tweak the settings per show. And I was tweaking, uh, I think I accidentally grabbed the saturation and dropped it down and the whole thing, and he was just like, what? It was like, because it was the wide cam, it's like on a slight like Dutch angle and everything. It was, it's totally <laughs> like, we had to go uh, at the end say, El Fien. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, that lasted like two months, right? No, it la oh, no. no, it lasted. Was it a lot more than that? Oh, I just, I, I don't know. But oh, yeah, no, it was no. like. No, it wasn't two months, but it was four or five episodes. For sure. That's a month and a half day. Yeah, okay, a month. It was That's at least so a month. In fact, I'm scrolling here. I'm trying to find it real quick. Maybe in the post show, we can bring it up. Oh, and yeah. Are you just going to delete those VODs? It is. Well, I can't because get this, is, out of here. this is archiving history. I know. Uh, well, you can't get rid of that stuff, though, and because you see, it made you who you are today. I know. It's true. It's we true. see, like, because our first couple of shows, we were doing it over Skype. And then we moved to the smallest room like you've ever been in in your life. Yeah. Uh, your old house. Oh, yeah. It was... It was probably from here to that. It was probably from here like to that wall. The three right? of us sitting was almost wall to wall That's in the cute. room. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the how we, yeah, how it all happened. Uh, I'm just glad we're here now. Yeah. Anyways, great question. Thank you very much, Anubis, for writing. Just do in. it. Uh, yes. Do Next it. question comes from the one and only Bren Diggy. He says, hey, bros, I need a new gamer tag. Currently, it's Veteran Assassin. He says, when I was 26, I thought I was the old guy playing games, so I mashed two Magic the Gathering cards together, Royal Assassin and Veteran Bodyguard. And that came up with Veteran Assassin. The new ideas I, like I come it. up with are, are plays on names, none of which are my name, so I'm not sure if that's a problem. He, he says, here's his top ideas. Teeth Sweat. Oh, he's in chat. His Teeth Sweat is there, yes. It looks like he might have decided on Teeth Sweat. I think, I think he made uh, the answer, yeah. Teeth Sweat, which is a play on R&B singer uh, named Keith Sweat. Uh, Martin scores easy, which I'm sure you're, uh, is oh, obvious, like though, in, though an inappropriate moniker for this married guy. So the question is, <laughs> do you have any advice with coming up for a new gamer tag? Uh, thanks, thanks Brendiggity. Brendiggity, which I think yes. really is the answer to the what my gamer tag should yeah, be. Yeah, I actually, Brendiggity. Bren, Bren I think Brendiggity is my favorite of your gamer tags. I, I think it has identity. I think it's, it. I think it's cool. Uh. My advice on coming up with a gamer tag, and I see this all the time streaming on Clutch, is whatever it is, and you talked about this with, with the podcast, you whatever it is, make it your identity and make it across all platforms. Yep. I see it like my my name is uh you know TIE Fighter. But win twenty five on But win sixty nine. But win sixty nine. <laughs> nice on Twitch, but my Instagram is Joe Schmo and my YouTube is Gary, you know, whatever 
Sphinxster. Sphinxster. And my Instagram is this, like, you've, you've got to unify it. Whatever you pick, everything needs to become that. That needs to become your identity. My wife was just saying last night uh, when she met TIE Fighter for the first time, she says, what's your name? All I know you is TIE Fighter. Ooh, it's nice. because that is his identity. Spicy is spicy. I am X1. Jordan is Jordan the man, right? Like that well, is. Jordan the man. Jordan, he's a good example. Uh, of also, just remember your passwords. He has literally <laughs> he has literally changed his gamer tech because he forgot his. He's password. Jordan the man XOB. Yeah, Jordan the man XOB. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a difficult time giving advice about how you choose a screen name. I, so the name Tie Fighter came to me when I was a uh, strapping young seventeen-year-old. Uh, if you look back, it was originally Tie Fighter Five Five Nine because I grew up in uh, the Five Five Nine area five, code nine. of Fresno, the Nickel Nickel Nine. That's right. Shout out. Uh, and that was a horrible idea. If I had wanted it, I could have had just Tie Fighter right there. If I if I'd have submitted it to Xbox, I could have had it Gold. just plain, What's and that it would have been. And I could have had it and it would have been mine forever, but I had to have the five, five, nine. And so by the time I figured out that that was a horrible idea, someone else had swooped in and taken it. Uh, so, uh, anyway, there was a time in my content creation career, career over the last four years where I'm like, man, like I'm not really a star Wars genius. That's not really part of my brand. So do I want tie fighter to be my name? And I'm going to tell you, I spent months trying to figure out, like, what is the best thing to define me? Like, how how do I define my brand, my culture, yeah. myself? But honestly, like, you know, my name is Tyler and TIE Fighter makes a really easy transition from Tyler to TIE Fighter. And so people just call me TIE generally. And, and that's how people know me now. And if I were going to change my brand, it would have to be something vastly different. And I would lose a lot of people that already knew me as as TIE Fighter. TIE so Saber. TIE Saber. Yeah. TIE Saber. <laughs> TIE Star. There you go. See, we got two winning ideas right here. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was is a very difficult choice because uh, yeah, you're not just choosing a gamer tag that sounds catchy. ID. You are identifying yeah. Tie Wars. A, yeah. tie, oh, Tie Wars. <laughs> so anyway, it's, I wish I could give you way better advice, but uh, yeah, Tie Fighter has stuck with me for the better. Which part of, the advice uh, well, coming up with a gamer tag. I don't know about advice because I've had mine since I was like 14. But do you know who makes the best names? Who? Koreans. Oh. They use like elements. That is true. Like, yeah. um, true. like, uh, unobtainium. <laughs> unobtainium. <laughs> no, there's just like, <laughs> like smoke and like, um, oh, I, now my mind went blank with all the StarCraft players. Maybe two more. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, StarCraft. Uh, I know. I, it's been so long since I've watched the, uh, the GSL. Earth, air, <laughs> fire. No, but it's like water, heart. Can, can people in chat help me out? You guys, you probably on the spot. I got you. I got you. Just Planet look up, uh, just name some names. Hero. They do so good. I just named five. What did you name? Earth, oh. air, fire, <laughs> our, water. Well, our powers <laughs> combined. <laughs> this, there's literally an article how Koreans pick their StarCraft names. No way. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so. Oh, it's, it's like a meme. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to pull some up because I can't remember. My Everybody, my mind is leaving me now. I'm getting older. This is that quality content they show up for. Uh, I'm seeing Mewtwo King. Uh, that's that's uh, U.S. esports players. The one I know of is Faker. Like he's the really he's the big time uh, esports player. Jojo Knack. It's good. Liquidpedia. Sinatra. Epic with two block. A's. Yeah, he's good. Oh, I like that. That's, that's cool. A good one. Yeah, it's got some class to it. Some jazz. I dig it. I'm trying to look that, that up, but class. they do real. They like look up, look up StarCraft players and look up Korean players. They do an excellent job. They yeah. they know how to choose their 
Oh, I, I mean, do you know who I really like, by the way, is Marine King. He's retired, but I love that name too, Marine King. Oh, yeah, that's cool. It has I like mean, a it, ring it, to it. Marine it, King it, Prime. It feels like yeah. to, a, to a degree, it's something as simple as just opening up a dictionary to a random page and then just reading through and seeing if any of those words really catch your eye yeah. or inspire a brand, and then you build them up kind of one word at a time and throw throw them together into a word cloud and see what happens. That's actually not a bad way to do it. Because there's so many of these esports players, especially, like their name has nothing to do with who they are or what they represent. It is just a name. And it is one word, and and it works, right? So maybe just uh, maybe just pull out a dictionary, here and toss it up in the a, air, and see what page it lands on. Here is a gamer tag generator oh, there on go. Google. Here are some uh, ideas: nullabicity. Nullabicity. See, that's a winner. That's good. Uh, trigo trigonometer. Okay, uh, can I get? Can I give Dude, you? Trigonometer. Can I give you some of the ones that I know? That's good. Yeah. Okay. So you have dark. Okay. Dark, dark is a name. You have cure. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. uh, innovation. Innovation. Um, oh, you, act, those you actually like, have those, tie. Those sound like... T-Y? Yeah. He's those. a thief. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dream. 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 Like, these names are awesome. Dude, here's one. Here's one. Megascope. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Me- it's like Megascope, but mega. Megascope. Then, like, there's like, uh, there's a announcer that I really like as Gamertag. His, his name is Tasteless. Oh, and I love that good. name. Tasteless, Tasteless is, is such a good name. See, I bet that's in the dictionary. You could have found it if you looked. Here's uh, is tasteless like is tasteless a word? No, uh, I guess it wouldn't be in the dictionary. But you'd find taste and be like, what if it wasn't that? What if yeah? What if it? <laughs> what if, what if, if it didn't happen? From taste. If there's uh, no taste buds in a forest, would the tree fall? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh. Great question. Thank you very much, Brand Diggy. Uh, dark, dark Dream, a new scent by Time <laughs> Uh Thank you very much for writing in. Appreciate it, uh, Brand Diggy. I think you've decided on Teeth Sweat, which is pretty. I like that one. Which teeth is pretty cool. One. Teeth Sweat sounds intense, but that also is extremely cool. unsettling. <laughs> yeah, it also like strikes fear. Do not want my teeth to start sweating. <laughs> yeah. uh, last question comes from the one and only Psychotic. He says, "Hey guys." I just got hey. finished working on a project for you, uh, so expect to give the mail sometime soon. Ooh, thank you very much. Psychotic, we're very excited. Thank uh, you. He said, I watched the Cyberpunk gameplay yesterday or this week, and it made me think of this question. What class are you thinking of starting as? Is that the same class you always play, or do you try to change it up once in a while? Keep up the great work. So let's review the classes real quick. Uh, in Cyberpunk 277, we do have the Netrunner class. Now, the Netrunner class, uh, these are basically your tech people. You can plug yourselves into a network and use data as a weapon. Uh, Netrunners have advanced cybernetic augments, which allow them to plug into the minds of their enemies, inflicting viruses on them. That's pretty Ooh, freaking cool. Noise. You then have Solo uh, the solo class. Solos are a collection of professional hitmen who have an innate ability to detect traps and danger in their surroundings. They also have a heightened sensory awareness of possible threats. Sounds very much like a ranger class danger, type of class, danger. right? Uh, and last but not least, you've got I'd the say rogue, more rogue, like rogue class. class yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you've got the techie. Techies uh, are there to craft new gadgets. They are experts in tinkering with cybernetic augments, uh, but they can also build traps, sabotage tech, and use their unique hacking abilities in combat. Let's start with Mr. McSpicy. First of all, what class do you usually go for? And then what class uh, are you looking there's forward a, to here yeah, in Cyberpunk? There's there's a couple I usually do. I like. I like range DPS, like glass cannon style DPS. Mm. Um, Archer wizard. Y- yeah, totally, totally. And uh, and I love to be stealth. So another class I really enjoy is like the rogue, just stealth attack, stealth kills. 
Um, those two are my main stuff that I like to do. Although I will dabble in support uh, for like healing and stuff like that. Right. So now I'm not talking necessarily about this, but I like range damage. I like sneaking and I like to be anything but tanks. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Tank is not your, not that, your I don't know how to be alive when I'm sure. a tank. Right. Um, with this, the solo looks really, really cool, but the net runner looks like DPS. Yeah, that's so, what it feels like, inflicting damage. Uh, I would be a hybrid between these two. Okay. Right. So I would balance stealth, and I would see if I can do some, like, uh, AOE damage or just, like, just that kind of style. So you're going... DPS stealth you're is going, what I like. You're going... Let's just, let's let's settle on solo, but what kind of genitals as a solo? Um, I don't want them too big, you okay, know? Okay. I want so them... you are going uh, outward protruding genitals of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. Um, Maybe a mustache somewhere. So a solo with special, nuts. Special, special. What we're talking about, he's probably really confused. Uh, uh, I know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you were like looking like you were looking uncomfortable. With David, it always comes... Nuts. To, yeah, it's always nuts with David. I respect you if you've got nuts. <laughs> but, oh uh, no. no. I'm just uh, I'm just thinking of mustache. Uh, TIE Fighter, classes you normally play as, that you like to play as, and then what class in... I'm going to be honest. Punk? I feel slightly uncatered to here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I am, in Destiny, I am a Titan. In okay. Diablo, I am a barbarian slash crusader. I am a frontline. I am a brawler. I am a brawler. Yeah. I punch. I I you know charge my way right into the middle of the fray, and these do not seem to fit that in any way. I mean, we yes, you have the netrunner who who uses cybernetics to allow them to plug into the minds of enemies, but that seems very like these all seem very technical almost. So we don't yeah, we don't understand like, how they. But like I I feel like, and there have been characters that they've showed in the trailers. Sure. I feel like I've seen brawlers in the trailers, big hulking guys with entire cybernetic arms or cybernetic chests and shoulders that yeah. would just be. 100% the forward shoulder charge into the middle of everything. Is that techies? Because they're experts yeah, in, see, that's in what cybernetic augments. So like, oh, that might be we, techies, no? We build traps and sabotage tech. <laughs> like that, that is absolutely not what I, I am not a trap setter. You I am a, the giant I muscular a arm. I am a trap springer. Yeah, so okay, I can okay. jump through the trap and punch whoever said it. Yeah. Like that, and I don't feel like any of these three options do that. Soviet however, Russia trap set you. However, I, I will say that what we've seen as a part of the demo that I saw at E3 and the information that we've gotten since then, these are only just the start and so if i oh, start cool. as a solo or if i start as a net runner i don't think that really matters to my you're experience not with you're the not you are in. not locked I'm, into yeah. whatever pretty sure they are. said that in the last you know how they had their where they talked on their webcams i'm pretty sure if i remember they mentioned that this is not set it's it's very dynamic as it goes out very right. eso where you start with a class but that class is not traditional locked in classes. correct this, this seems more like choosing your species okay okay you know what i mean yeah. you know how in eso or in skyrim you choose your species and you're like okay i'm a cat so that means i'm very sneaky but yeah. really you can end up being a brawler cat if you want to be or you can so end up you being have, a sneaky so your if class you be. your class gives you like passive advantages perhaps but yeah, then you but determine it, but then you how you build yourself that. how you yeah. want to build yeah very interesting uh i usually play any magic character uh however i discovered that i really enjoy tanks because I don't have to wait and I can just rush in and that's just what I do. That's yeah. totally your style. Yeah, and I mean, we tried to play lots of stealth games with you and you don't care. Oh, I get I get I get frustrated. 
and then I just run in. So Tank, I discovered. Try playing Payday with him. <laughs> Try <laughs> playing Payday Two with this guy. <laughs> he will get your team killed every time. <laughs> uh, so Tank, so whatever the Tank is, it seems like Techie with those augments might be something uh, where I can augment up, but I don't know. Uh, whatever that class is, I'd probably go Techie here on 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 Cyberpunk. Great question. Thank you very much, uh, Psychotic, for writing in. It's, it's very exciting. Cyberpunk. It's on its on its way. Super exciting. Tie Fighter. Be, before we before we get out of here mm. for the week. First of all, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, about an absolute yeah. pleasure yeah. to yeah, be here with you guys. I mean, man, on you. the other side of the camera, you, we've we, we've known each other for so long, and I've I've experienced this podcast from the other side for so many years, and it's really cool to be here and sit here with the mics and you guys. And yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for what, being uh, here. What's your what what games are you playing right now? What what's your plan for the upcoming week uh, in your game selection? Uh, so you know, we we alluded to it a little bit during the show, but I'm very much a Destiny player, and so I am I'm completely bought in. That is like that is my hobby what i do and so I, I usually keep up with that pretty hard uh i am gearing up for what will be a a uh a season of open worlds and we talked about this a little bit yesterday uh but uh i'm sorry x1 bros but i'm very excited for ghost of tsushima on, on playstation that you know what i'm a fanboy and i don't want you to have fun <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, but that is going to be that is going to be really great and then when it comes to um the next generation uh seeing things like cyberpunk but also ac valhalla is going to be really cool but yeah uh, i mean overall i'm really excited for for the industry for what xbox is going to show next season or next uh, next month yeah are um, you are you of the mindset do you think they're rolling right now do you think that they i mean when you look at compared to the xbox one launch how do you think they're doing in comparison to that uh and then and then when even when you look at it in comparison to playstation so far and obviously next month you'll have a final decision but so far how do you think they're doing uh, I think they were doing really good up until their first game showcase in May, and I, mm. I was—I don't think—I mm. don't think anyone was really blown away by the first game showcase. Uh, I mean, they they showed some fun stuff. They showed some indies. They showed a couple triple A's. They really stumbled with the messaging around what the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer was going to be. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, and I think people were really ready for that first mic drop on that uh, that that first expose of what games were coming to the xbox one x when really there wasn't july was always kind of supposed to be the big moment for them and uh so i i i think they're doing great i think the idea of what the xbox series x is very clear uh the value proposition for game pass ultimate is, has always been very strong and will continue to get stronger as series x comes out uh but i think we really need that big final punch of these are what all yeah. of our first party games are going to look like these are the things you can't get anywhere else and this is how awesome that they're going to look on the yeah. series x is going to be uh and real quick you're moving to Twitch from Mixer. One oh, more. plug the crap out of yourself. Yeah, right. All right. Tell everybody, Where? he is awesome. Tie Fighter is the man. So oh, that's very nice. Yeah. So I am uh, Tie Fighter TV, pretty much everywhere. That's T Y F I G H T E R. Uh, unfortunately, I did have to add an underscore to my name when I moved to Twitch because, unfortunately, every screen name ever invented is already taken <laughs> on that platform. Yeah, yeah, and so true. if you don't add underscores With or lives or TVs or you know an, any number of different alterations to your name, you just can't get it. Uh, so yeah, Tie Fighter TV on Twitch, uh, and then or sorry, Tie Fighter underscore TV on Twitch, and then just Tie Fighter TV on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I also write for Clutch. Um, if you guys have ever heard of Clutch.Win, the platform for sharing game clips, I uh, write for their blog. So I, I write Destiny guides and guides for The Division and Borderlands, and I cover all the major releases for big games with reviews and features as well. So cool. if you guys like that kind of stuff, uh, yeah, check me out. Then. Yeah, That's absolutely. Uh, spicy. Oh yes, yes, David. What's, what's your gameplay? I don't even know what you've been playing this week. Uh, this has been an, this has been a weird week. Well, it's been it's been actually because of the mixer thing. 
I have that, done a lot more back end. That than, kind of swamped us. It swamped me pretty hard. I mean, I'm I'm not yeah. running off of too much. Uh, I didn't have much sleep last night, so because I was preparing for the stream and everything. That was that's crazy. I have and I have a lot more to do, but if I choose to play a game, it's going to be Yakuza, because that game's hilarious oh, so, and I love that. Have you played so that game good. yet? It's Dude. got so much character. It is. That's the one where you go like dancing at the club and stuff. Dude, right? do everything. You, you run. <laughs> you run a very shady club, <laughs> and you do some things. Yeah, this. You do some things that no other game you will do. You want to talk about passion? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That game is. It just makes me laugh. The story is extremely serious, as only a Japanese mafia story could be. And then the open world part is extremely hilarious, as only a Japanese anime would be. Okay. Like it is, like is is good. So I'll be playing that. I'll be playing probably hard Devil in Hearthstone, but Tarkov has still has st- place in your heart. It's still a place I got a lot of heart. respect for Tarkov. They came out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden there was just one big update that a lot of streamers jumped in on, and then it just exploded. Yeah. What really pushes Tarkov is the loot is so valuable in that game. Oh, like, really? you want to talk about loot being important. It is so extremely valuable, and it is so hard to get. And when you play a match, you could lose it all. Oh. And so when you when you when when they do drops on Twitch where if you watch someone else streaming it and then randomly every couple hours you get something in your inventory, it could be good, it could be bad. But when you get something good, like I got some bitcoins and stuff that are really valuable in that game, you get excited because drops are enabled. I'm yeah. watching somebody, and and anyways, the just the the butt clenching experience of that game is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, more butt clenching the better. <laughs> amen, yeah. amen, oh. amen. Myself, I I'm obviously going to be continuing my journey of vigor. I'm just addicted to that game right now. But yeah, maybe, maybe I was yes. talking to Maldo Rob from the community. The other yeah, day. he's a good man. He's really into Elite Dangerous, and it's I've been wanting game. to get back into Elite Dangerous for a while, and I just haven't. It's sitting there on my box. It's one of those things, just do it, like that was our advice. I just, just haven't it. done it. Do I've it. been watching lots of beginner guides because the learning curve on space simulator games is so... Any simulator game. Is yeah. so it's insane. So, so You want to borrow my Thrustmaster? I might need to borrow your <laughs> Thrustmaster, yes. Uh, I, uh, oh, big thing. We had a big question this week on is Star Wars Scott Squadron, uh, speaking of Thrustmaster, going to be enabled with Hoda? Uh, controls, um, you know, joystick controls. It is. All, all I'm of them. sure yeah, it will be. It is yeah. 100%. They EA came out and did announce that. So if you're wondering that, that's that's a big deal. But uh, well, yeah. it's VR too. They're they're not gonna. Have oh yeah, VR. VR. I bet yeah. you will be really flight games and v- if if you want to get into VR is not gimmicky with all flight games like Elite Dangerous. It's so good because it makes sense. You're just sitting there. You don't have to move around. You're just sitting there. You can look around your cockpit. It's perfect for what, flight and racing. One of the greatest things I've seen in the Elite Dangerous community, which is an awesome community, by the way, um, I would dabble on the Reddit threads and everything. There was a guy who created his full chair setup with joysticks. So what he sees is what he feels. But he also, because you have the dashboard and you have to you know, type everything, you have to request stuff, you have your ship manifold and all this stuff. And on the right side in the bottom corner, he put a webcam 
of his kid, real life kid in yeah. a crib, so he could look over and check to see if the baby was still in, sleeping. In VR. Yo. In, in, in VR. <laughs> and so he could be like, and he would look down and make sure and his so kid showed still up sleeping. on the, so in Elite Dangerous. In his interface. It, it's in his interface yeah, on his ship. Yeah, in Yo, Elite Dangerous, it's a hub cool. and it's holographic hubs. <laughs> so cool. It's awesome. That's so cool. So there you go. Uh, before we head out, maybe we could hit the, hit the exit yeah, button. Gotta. Super Shocker, I gotta call it a super or chat from Super Shocker. He says, this is what they call super chat. Well, thank you very much, Super Shocker. Guys, thank you for the support. It's an exciting time. This is the next chapter in the community, in the X1 Bros. Come join us, youtube.com forward slash X1 Bros. We do have a membership over here that you can join. This similar to what was on Mixer in chat, where you get emotes, custom emotes. Uh, you get the sexy Exticle, the badge. It's there. Beautiful. Thing. The Exticles. Yes, come join us. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye.